Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Hope you're having an outstanding Wednesday. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. As he does each and every Wednesday, SWX Montana Sports Director Sean Rainey is in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? It was a fun one. We interviewed uh, new Montana State Offensive Coordinator Taylor Housewright. He's a young and up-and-coming coach. He shared some of his uh, offensive philosophies with us and also a discussion about LeBron James in the NBA as well. He's a big he's a big LeBron guy. Can't blame him. He's from Akron, Ohio, so it's a natural time. We also heard from Megan McGrath, University of Montana, star shortstop, and we had a little fun with some uh, discussion about the NBA. How can we make the league even better than it already is? If you want to find anything from the first hour, you can find it on the podcast. That's available all your various podcast hosting platforms, or you can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. The podcast proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. It's also one of our regular Wednesday segments each and every Wednesday, the ESPN Roundtable, and that's what we're going to do right now. Brian Holsinger, he's the new head coach for the Lady Grizz 
women's basketball team at the University of Montana. He is in studio with us. Coach, what's up? Thanks so much for making some time. Oh, so glad to be here, man. We've been trying to do this, and it just hadn't worked out, and today was a great day, other than the fact that I just had an experience with reserve traffic. <laughs> we should have yeah. warned you ahead of time. He texted me like te- when he was 10 minutes out. He's like, man, I'm in traffic on reserve. I, I should have told you the back way, man. Well, I was thinking the same thing on my way in, and I was about to tweet. I was like, as much as I love Missoula is how much I hate reserve street. You know, it's just like <laughs> That's right. crazy. Uh, and our new, our new studio here, our, our new studio here, Missoula Broadcasting Company, we are right on reserve. I mean, we are, we are right off of reserve, right by Target and all, all the works right next to Buffalo Wild Wings and Home Depot over here. So if you don't play it right, there's no turning lane to get it. You can't get to the turning lane until you're one car away. We're not going to bore the people with the traffic strategies just here. Just a rookie but, move. Just a yeah. rookie <laughs> move. <laughs> That's, That's yeah. right. It's funny, though, because you know a lot of my friends, Sean and I both went to the University of Montana. A lot of people that are alums of both Montana and Montana State, you know, your friends, they graduate from college. They go to live in the big cities, Denver, Seattle, Portland, L.A., and they're always laughing at you when you're complaining about Missoula traffic, saying, man, you don't know anything you don't live in Portland. You don't live in Seattle. I would, I would contend that Reserve Street traffic at four o'clock. It's not because of the amount of people. It's because of the lack of logistics. It really is it's a bad. nightmare. It's yep. not. It's bad. Yep. It, as far as the amount of time you travel, it's it's very incremental. Uh, you, you're going to be frustrated driving on Reserve. Lesson learned. A lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're here nor there, Coach. We have been trying to connect for a few weeks. We're happy to have you here today. But um, no worries about trying to connect for a few weeks because. You've been a busy guy. So let's take this through this last month or so since you've been hired as the coach. First of all, an incredibly strange time to be hired as a head coach because of all the crazy recruiting rules right now, the differences in the recruiting periods. You can't have anybody on campus, all this stuff. So just take us through what this last uh, little while has been like for you and your family. Well, you know, it, it. Yeah, I haven't seen them, so I'm not sure what it's been like with them. <laughs> Man. But I saw my wife, I told you before I got in here, I saw my wife for the first time yesterday in about 10 days, which has been, which is good and bad. A little bit, little bit of renewed uh, fire there yesterday. But she's she went back to uh, Corvallis and was moving us and doing all the things there while I've been here just, you know, we hired a few coaches. We've uh, just more than anything, just trying to prioritize for the program what the best thing is to do. And so that is recruiting. And so we've been on the phone a lot in the last few weeks trying to get settled you know off the stuff I mean just trying to get keys to the building we couldn't even get into the building for a few days trying to get into the building into my office to even do work and so there's a lot of logistics that you have to deal with but it's been really good what has it been like too we were kind of talking before um, we got on air like uh, trying to find a house right now in the the market is crazy. I think these are all just like little things that you just don't really realize or, or think about, and then you're like, "Wow, this is uh, this is tough." Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. I mean, Missoula Missoula is a really hot spot right now, yeah. without a doubt. So one of the reasons why I'm excited about moving here, right? It's a fantastic place to live, fantastic place to raise a family, and then you find out real fast. You know, we have cars. We had cars at Oregon State, so. Naturally, I turned my car in to the dealer who gave it to me, and now I'm without a car. And then you find out <laughs> yeah. real fast when you come here is not only is there no houses, but there's no cars. There's no trucks in there. There's right. no trucks. Right. I'm looking for a truck, right? You go no to the trucks. dealership, like, there's that one. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the only thing? I'm like, it's blue. That's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% true, though. Some of our biggest uh, supporters and advertisers here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, obviously the great car dealers all across Montana, and 
to the man, they've all said, hey, get, why would I, I, I don't need to advertise right now because one, I don't have any trucks. Two, people are buying more trucks than they ever bought before. So it's a double-edged sword, right? They don't even have anything to sell you and they're selling more than they ever had before. So hopefully all those sorts of things get smoothed out here uh, in the upcoming future and, and I hope that they will. But coach, you mentioned the assistants. I think that's uh, a good place to start. Jordan Sullivan, who people around here are very familiar with. Uh, Lady Grizz, great player and has been on the Lady Grizz staff for the last five seasons. You retain her. Uh, so let's start with Jordan, what, what did you like about what Jordan might bring to your program here moving forward? What's not to like, to be honest? I mean, right. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been a coach for a long time, and she's as good as it gets. She really is. I mean, I it's so fortunate um, to have somebody of her caliber. I mean, I told I told Kent when I when I got the job, I'm like, you know, they, they would love to keep somebody around without a doubt. And I said, I'm not going to do that unless they're going to help me accomplish the goals that I have for this program and where this program needs to go. And it became very clear Um really quickly how, how good she is, how smart she is, how connected she is. Um, she's really good. I mean, her, her future in co- coaching is so bright. Um, so so she, works, she works so hard. She connects with people on an unbelievable level. She has, um, n- no matter what, me coming in here, I can never speak to the Lady Grizz program like she can because she lived it. She breathed it. She's a part of that that fraternity that I I I understand, but I don't know it like she does. So that's she's been unbelievable. I'm so happy to have her on staff. It, it is true too. What's not to like? I mean, Jordan. I've I've known Jordan both professionally and personally for a long time. She's an awesome gr- gal. Just love hanging out with her. And I texted her when she got retained, and I said, "Congratulations." Too bad for me because I was trying to hire you as one of my next co-hosts, but. Uh, but good for you to, to stay in the in the college hoops game. Obviously, super busy right now, and I think a lot of times, um, like all of us in our own jobs, when we're really really busy, and then like something small happens that that isn't working, it just like seems like a lot. You know, like we're trying to get a story in, and then the internet goes out. You're trying to get a bunch of work done, you can't get a key to go to the building. Yeah. And I think as a lot of uh, the times when you're a first year head coach, a lot of the administrative stuff can be a lot like how, how has all of that been how has it been like trying to you know delegate some stuff early on and, and just overall just the uh everything that you've been trying to do not that you're like behind the eight ball but you ha- might have that feeling that you're behind the eight ball because you're trying to get caught up and get everything going you know with the, admin- the administration has, has been fantastic they uh, there's so many people that have been so helpful reaching out doing whatever they can to help you know i'm down there today in the in the facilities area and I'm like okay I need a key to this because we have you know June 1st everything's going to open back up mm-hmm. unofficial visits can start official visits can start we can get people back on campus and we want to take advantage well I don't have the keys to certain things so I'm like how do I get here how do I get there how do I open <laughs> this how do I do this you know and they've been so helpful it's anything I ask people are willing to, to help and other coaches I mean the department's really tight uh, Travis DeCure and his staff have been fantastic you know we're right ni- nice and close right there and so they <laughs> get fantastic. to know well, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Those guys have been so good to me and our staff, and it, it's, and this is what I, you know, I love about a place like this is it's the people. The people make it, and the people make it special, and that's no different than here at, uh, at the University of Montana. It's Nuana's now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television Statewide. It's our ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented each week by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, they stream a lot of the uh, the prep stuff that's going on. There's great divisional track meets coming up this weekend as well as next weekend as well. You want a place to watch all the track and field action or you want to watch baseball, whatever's on, you know, NBA playoffs, all of it. Paradise Falls, 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's a go-to spot for any and all sports watching or if you just want to take your family out to dinner, head to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. 
Coach, let's talk about your other assistant, Nate Harris. He was a longtime assistant. Well, I should say longtime. Arbitrary term. He spent a handful of years at Montana State. He's been at the Division II ranks the last couple years uh, down in Angelo State in Texas. Uh, a guy that I know personally because uh, his daughter, one of his daughters, he's got four daughters, but one of his daughters is the same age as one of my nephews, and they are great friends. They got to be best buddies back in the, their Bozeman days. So I know from my family's perspective, my sister-in-law is very happy that you've, you have hired Nate Harris because it brings her great friend Elise back to town. But regardless, uh, just talking about Nate on a professional level and uh, what you liked about bringing him into the Lady Grizz staff. Yeah, I mean, you find out real fast how connected everybody is around here, number one. That's right. <laughs> yep. It's unbelievable, the actually. Mo- the Montana hotline, baby. Oh, it's, it's awesome. But Nate, Nate, I've watched him since he was a player at Montana Tech. Right. I was the head coach there for a few years, and he was a player there. And so I watched him there, and then I watched him kind of just who he is and his character. He's just a great person, first of all. That's the most important thing. Somebody you want to be around, right? You just want to be around somebody like him. And then you watch him go and coach, and he coached at a lot of different levels. So he coached, he did some stuff at Tech, then he goes to Billings, then he goes to the Bobcats, and everywhere he's gone, he's made an impact. He's made a really big impact. And we got to play... Um, we, I got to watch him coach for Montana State at a tournament in Maui one summer when I was, uh, or not summer, during the year uh, when I was at Oregon State. And he's over there and he's fired up and he's running the defense. And so just from afar, really admired him. Always knew about his character. And now he gets a chance to be a head coach. And so for me, it's invaluable. I've been a head coach. I went back to being an assistant. And now I'm back in the head coaching role. And when you've sat in that seat, it's different. And it's a different situation. And so he's been there. And he's going to really help in a lot of areas that it's just a different understanding when you've sat in that seat and understand what it takes and the pressures and the different things you have to take on he's been an amazing help so far i know you can't dive into you know exact or certain specifics but where are we at you know roster wise as we try and uh you know fill that out no it's good um you know right now i can't talk about too much of the recruiting piece but but um right now we have five here working out We've, we've had workouts for two weeks which has been awesome the kids have been fantastic we have a sixth who's sitting out right now just injured kylie for uh froelich she's been she's been hurt so she's been helping and been a great great addition um as far as just almost like a coach in some ways on the floor and then uh naya morris nelson nelson yes thank you for helping me there um those long last names she's over in australia told her to go home you know the pandemic was a really hard thing for sure that everybody dealt with and she had you know those kids that are foreign i was just like listen you're fine i don't care if you miss a few workouts go home see your family and so i was actually just texting with her about when she's coming back because i do want her to get into the workout thing and you miss you know i told him i said go over there see your family that's important but get back as soon as you can because i don't want you to miss out and and fall behind um and then there was some you know there's obviously the, the the big question around here is what about the other kids well you know i i told them in day one um, some of them face-to-face, some of them over Zoom because there was a COVID situation. And sure. so that was just unfortunate, of course. Um, just, w- I was always going to be honest. Uh, my job is to do the best I can to make this program great again, period. Um, that's why I was brought here. That's why I was hired. I won't be here long if I don't do that, by the way. That's right. <laughs> um, but, and so I was just really honest with a bunch of kids, just really honest. You know, one, I, I can speak to a few of them. Um, Lauren Mills. You know, she she's come here. She went to Iowa State, mm-hmm. never played there. Then she comes here, didn't get a lot of time here. Um, and I just told her, I said, hey, you came here from Australia to play basketball. Um, that's why you came. You didn't come to go to the university. You came to play basketball and get education. And I told her, I said, I want you to play. And I didn't see her playing next year. So I was really honest about that mm-hmm. based upon lots of hours and hours of watching film. And 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 she, she started crying. And she just goes, coach, thanks for being honest with me. 
She goes, I just felt like, you know, people have told me things all along the way, and I've never played, and I want to go play. She's going to go to Florida. She's going to go to an NAI school down there and get it, get playing time. I mean, get a chance to be on the court. And that's just one example of what's kind of happened with that. And I'm here to be honest with kids, tell them exactly where they stand, and we're going to move forward with that. I've got to recruit, obviously, from you've seen from um, – Germany. Yep. She's about six foot three, six foot four. Really athletic. Going to be a really good addition for us. I love versatile to style kids like that. Um, so she will be on it. We'll have a few more announcements here co- going forward that are going to happen that I can't say anything about yet. But yeah, it's looking good. I like what we got. Brian Holsinger joining us. He's the head coach of the Lady Grizz, recently hired. Talking all things Lady Grizz basketball and just the world of basketball in general. And coach, I'll opine here for a minute. I'll tell you this, just from the structure of your roster, I think that all of the moves that you made were fully justified. And I know that there's been a lot of backlash over it, but I think that, uh, as Krista Redpath said on this show last week, she said, if people care, that's more important than anything. If you're making any sort of move and people have any sort of opinion or reaction to it, that's great because there's a lot of programs across the country, men's and women's, where no one cares at all. You could cut the whole team, and besides their moms and dads, nobody's going to say anything about it. So just talk about that element of it, though, to sort of managing the passion of, uh, of the fan base that is the Lady Grizz Faithful. I love it. So, I'll be it, honest, right? I love it. I, you know, I get I get emails from people that are passionate, and I get emails that are positive, and some that are like, what the heck's going on? And I'm like, thanks for caring. Thanks for caring. One of the reasons why I wanted to come here to Missoula to lead this proud, proud program is because people care. So when I get on the phone with a recruit, I go, hey, you're going to be top 40 in attendance, and we're going to build this. This is my vision. My vision is to sell out that place. I'm like, this, we're not stopping at 5,000, 7,500. I want to sell that place out. That's my goal. That's what I'm telling these recruits. I mean, it can, be, do it. It can be done. I remember when we first moved to Missoula, my family, 1993, first couple Lady Grizz games I went to, as a little kid, I didn't know that the men were supposed to outdraw the women because the women's basketball team in Missoula in the mid-1990s was the show. I mean, they were they were selling it out more than football even was at that point. And, and that's, that's exciting, right? So when I can get on the phone and tell a recruit and their parents that it matters that much here, it doesn't, it, that, that doesn't happen across the country. Like you said, it, it's very rare. And so it, it, to me, that's one of the biggest reasons why I came here. Because I want to be a part of that. I've seen it at Oregon State. I've seen what it can be. I've seen the role models that young women can be to young other young little girls. And that's what I want for this program. I don't think we can really uh, bring a, a college basketball coach in and not mention the transfer portal and, and where we've been at. But also want to get back to what you said about kind of being honest with the players. I think one thing with the, with the transfer portal mixed in with sometimes some coaches. I mean, and obviously, you, you know, when you're trying to bring kids in, you know, you're you're trying to sell them and things like that. But I think sometimes what what we're seeing maybe across the country is, you know, they're kind of telling all these players that they might have a, a bigger role than what they might actually have in mind. Or maybe sometimes the coaches don't know exactly what that role is, and they're just trying to bring a bunch of kids in. But oftentimes the the landscape of playing time and things like that is much different than what um, it actually is and, and what they were sold. So maybe just like I don't know your thoughts on like the transfer portal and and like you kind of mentioned like kind of being honest because. The last thing you want to do is like tell a kid, yeah, you're going to be a starter, you're going to, you know, blah blah blah. Like they might turn into that, but I think I think that might be part of an issue from like your perspective side of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the transfer portal is what it is right now. <laughs> it's it's an interesting deal. If you ignore it, you're not being smart about anything. Um, you can't ignore it. Uh, you know, I do my best to treat kids, ex- treat them well. I have two daughters myself, 10 and 8, right? I have two daughters. And I tell parents, I said, I'm going to treat them like I treat my own daughters. And that, that means I'm going to love them, 
But that also means I'm going to keep keep holding them accountable. You hold your own kids accountable, right? So I, that's what I do. And then as far as, you know, the, I have something called tough, truthful feedback. It's not always easy to hear the truth, but down the road, you you love people for telling you the truth always. And so, and that's that's what happened with some of these kids. It's like, you're a freshman. You have a COVID year. You can go play for four years somewhere. Why waste a year when, I'm, when, when you're not and go somewhere and go play for four years and help a program, which is why you want to play college basketball, whether you like, whether you think that or not. And so I try to be upfront in that. I, you know, with the transfer portal, as far as what we're doing, it's, I think it can be used in the right way if they fit the culture. I'm not taking any chances if they don't fit the culture. I'm just not. It's how I've been taught. It's how I've seen it work. And so there's a reason a lot of times in there, some, some is about playing time. Some it's a, it's a two-way street, always. It's mm-hmm. always a two-way street. I know a lot of coaches, and it's always a two-way street. So I'm, I'm, I'm treading lightly with it, but trying to find the right kids and pieces. Um, I, I don't like to carry a roster of 15. I just don't. I think it's really hard to keep people happy. It's almost impossible, to be honest, with 15 people. is Five can play at a time. So that's a lot of people sitting over there. So, we, you know, we'll have less as far as rosters go, but really good quality, and that's the goal. Brian Holsinger, new Lady Grizz head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN Roundtable, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television statewide. I've talked a lot with both the basketball staffs, men's basketball staffs, both Montana and Montana State about this concept. Basketball, and, and we talk about this with the NBA as well. Roster construction is so important, and having players that fill specific roles is so important. And it seems to me, particularly in men's basketball, this is a giant problem right now because there's very few guys that have aspirations of someday being the sixth man at Montana. Everybody has the aspiration of being the all-time leading scorer at Montana, or you know, the all-time greatest rebounder at Montana State. They don't have the aspiration of just playing on a championship team and filling a role. On the women's side, though, it seems like. Maybe a little bit less of an issue, but it's still finding the ability to develop players while they fit into roles is so important, yet everybody can't be a star. So how do you go about doing that? I mean, how do you, how, you don't necessarily want to have a recruiting pitch that say, hey, someday I envision you being a great bench player for us, right. but you need that, right? You need those type of players. So how do you go about balancing uh, that sort of um, delicate uh, balancing act. It's hard. I mean, I feel. Guy, I mean, the guy. I feel. I mean, the men's program. Every. You, it doesn't matter who they are. They think they're going to play in the NBA. Everybody. Oh yeah, we've we've had that conversation <laughs> a lot. It's, it's, like, like, it's like eight out of ten guys well, think they're going to the NBA. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They don't play in college. Well, but and, they still think they're going. to the But NBA. at least in the NBA, like you sign contracts with money, so it kind of tells you your For value sure. and oh, your right, role. Right, Here, right. like it's it's yeah. more like hey, a scholarship or not. Like so, you're more. Everyone thinks that they're on the same equal equal plane. You know, it is. <laughs> and, and you you try to recruit people that you. You believe can make an impact and this is what I tell our staff I said we need to recruit some all these kids and they need if they can't help us win a big sky championship if they can't help us win a championship then we need to find somewhere else we got we got to go somewhere else and so and that's different for every kid right so it may be a six foot five kid that needs some time to develop and, mm-hmm. and by their junior year you know here's where you see them it may be somebody who's a superstar right away it just depends but if they can't help us at some point um, win a big side sky championship then they shouldn't be on the roster, and that's 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 the whole goal when you're trying to recruit. What is um, obviously we know about 
you know, the, the culture of Montana and the Lady Grizz. What is one of your, like, kind of sales pitch um, in recruiting some of these players? And then also wanted to mention the, the new facilities upgrades that you guys are going to be having um, with all the women's sports at the University of Montana and how much that will come into play. I'm sure that's a nice thing that you can show the recruits. Uh, hey, look at this, uh, you know, awesome new locker room, lounge, you know, all that kind of stuff that's going to be happening. It, yeah, it's big time. I mean, it's important. So if you want to write a check, just let me know. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, it's not going to be very big. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Unfortunately, us, <laughs> University of Montana drills them school grades. Yeah, so we, yeah. we can give about 100 bucks a yeah. decade. Hey, every, every, little, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. But it's fantastic. Because one of the questions I had when I interviewed here is that, okay, what are the plans? The locker room in particular for me is a big deal just because that's where you develop culture. That's where teams come together. That's where they spend time. And so that was a big deal. And so I saw the plans of that um, early on, and that was important to me. And so now you're just – it's gigantic to be able to show people that. Um, I think as far as recruiting goes – you you develop a culture, and that culture goes from the head coach on down, right? I always say, I always tell kids all the time, like, look and see who the head coach is, look who they're hiring, look who they're recruiting, look at all those things, and that will tell you what's going to happen. It will tell you. Um, and so, for them, I'm I'm trying to help them understand now in a quick fashion because I got hired, you know, not that long ago. That this is what we're going to do. This is my vision for this program. Do you want to be a part of this? This is something we and I get down really. I mean, I get right down to it. I don't waste time. I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And Missoula is fantastic. I mean, I tell people all the time, and I don't know if anybody in Corvallis is listening, but Missoula is a lot nicer town than Corvallis. Missoula is one of the great college towns in the country, I mean, man. It's, it really is nice. That's it's thing such that, a is, beautiful place. With the, with the way that the enrollment has dropped at Montana since we were in school, it's the thing that drives me the most crazy. The university needs to market how great this is as a college town it's one of the great places to go to school in the country man it really is it's amazing i mean i'm so excited to get people back on campus because of that so the town is definitely something we sell um obviously that we talked about this earlier how much the program means to the community i mean you walk around and if you're a lady grizz they know who you are around here um they know if you play for the lady grizz and then the tradition of course you know Jordan speaks with it with so much passion about what it means to be and to, you know, we in the middle, we get in there and I had no idea the first day we're in workouts and, and I'm like, we all go to the middle and they all look at me and they're like, like, like I'm going to tell them what to say. Right. And I'm like, well, what do you guys usually say? And we'll just see if it's good or not. Right. Right. Well, I had no idea what they say. Well, they say law grizz. That's what they say. And I, and afterwards I go, Jordan, is, have you been saying that since you, she goes, yeah, ever since I remember. <laughs> sure. That's what we say. I'm saying, I'm glad I didn't mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I didn't know it was that big a deal, but yeah, you know, yeah. that's just so, shows you how important it is. And the tradition passed on. That's not everywhere. Sure. It really isn't. So how do you balance those two things then though? There, there's this outstanding existing tradition mm-hmm. with a, with an outstanding and existing culture, but also probably a culture within the last five years that probably needs a little tweaking or a little bit of a, a reinvention. But then you have your own personal philosophies too. So how do you make those two things mesh? And what is Brian Holsinger's culture? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. A lot of the same things that Robin did. There's a reason why Robin's successful, right? He built something special based upon who he was, and he was an honest, hardworking amazing man, right? That treated people really well. One of the most impactful things that Krista said to me during the interview was like, we always knew Robin had our back. Okay. So I'm here to develop the same kind of culture and that's what works in this day and age. You're, 
the Bobby Knight days, they don't work anymore. For sure. It doesn't, it, obviously, right? So you go in and you, and you just, you build good relationships with them and you build, and that builds trust. And then that trust leads to you being able to coach them hard. And that's what Robin did so successfully for so many years. I want the same thing. The family thing, you know, everybody's involved. It's, it's, that's really what I'm about. Speaking of the culture, I think a lot of times a, uh, a first-year head coach kind of has like a, an icebreaker that they kind of go to. And I think, you know, I, they kind of sound funny, but I think some of them, I was listening to an interview with the, the Lions' new head coach, Dan Campbell, and he said that he He's put... He's crazy though, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he said he put... His press conference. Yeah, oh my he goodness. said he put all of the, the rookies in the middle and put all the vets in a circle around them. And before pra- practice would not start until all the rookies could get outside of the circle and fight their way out. And all the vets had to like <laughs> this is like keep what, them in 1971. The, what yeah, we won't be doing that. <laughs> but, but you hear not to that extreme. Right. But you hear of like coaches having like some icebreakers. So do we have some fun icebreakers planned? Not that you have to give away the specifics or anything. But I think that you know that team building stuff is really you know can be really important. Oh. Not can be. It yeah. is important. You, you hit it right in the. I mean, hit the nail on the head. It. Yes, we do have things. No, I'm not going to give up too much because <laughs> it, I don't want anybody else knowing what we're doing. Yeah. But you know, we will. We'll do some things. Yeah. We spend time together. Um, we'll get to know each other. The more you know each other, the more um, you really know each other on uh, deeper than the surface level stuff. The more you trust each other, and that's just the fact. So I, I love to do retreats. Um, we do things like that where we're going to spend time. The freshmen will be here this summer um, doing some workouts. So when they get here, we'll integrate them into that same kind of thing. Get to know each other, start spending time together, and those things are fun in recruiting. We're going to have some recruiting visits here in June, and that's as, as important for our team as it is the recruits coming in because we're going to start to get to know each other. They'll get to meet. They met. You know, a few of them met my wife for the first time today. Sure. Um, and so that was that was cool for them to see. Yeah. I'm not just a coach. I'm a husband. I get bossed around like everybody else. <laughs> they thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, so, so those things are important for them to see as well. And they haven't even met my kids yet. So, it, you know, those, those just being real. Mm-hmm. I'm a real person. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you what to do on the court. But, I, yeah, my kids don't obey all the time. My wife does tell me what to do <laughs> all the time. So that's uh, normal. It's just yeah. a normal thing. You mentioned you have a handful on campus. And I'm assuming it's the, the the familiar faces, right? I mean, you're you're all league players, right? Yeah. So when you have, uh, I guess the question is though, that's only half of a roster, if that, maybe only a third of the roster. You say you don't want to carry 15, but still, you, you have about you have several roster spots at least to fill out. Sure. How important is it to get new faces into this program as soon as possible to sort of acclimate to the the existing roster you have? Yeah, and so right now, I mean, I mean, just roster wise, we have seven. Right, okay. seven, and then we have two freshmen coming in. Danny Barsh, who I can from, talk about from Helena from Capital. Helena. Yep, yep, she signed. Fantastic. Great, great athlete. Yep, yep. And uh, Haley Heward, which everybody, anybody knows football knows who Brock Heward is. Of right? course, Brock Heward's been on this show several times. Her dad was a great uh, quarterback for the Washington Huskies. He's done a lot of analysis spots here for us here on Nuanas now, and uh, she played her senior year Valor Christian, right, which is one yeah. of the great programs in all of Colorado. So uh, yeah. she'll come ready, locked and loaded. I'm sure she will. And so we've had conversations with them. They're excited. They're going to be here here this summer to get get acclimated as well the german girls coming so that's so now we have we're looking at 10 um and then you know there's there's some others in the works which sure. i can't really talk about so yeah we'll fill out the roster i like where we're at um is it ideal yet no but i'll tell you just to highlight the kids that are here working out we've had a great time i told i looked at jordan today and i'm like isn't this fun I'm like, this is these kids are working hard they're having fun they're smiling they're i mean some of the things that they're showing me, I'm super impressed with. I, I'm just thrilled with what I've seen so far in two weeks. 
I got to say, uh, coming up this fall, media um, a media tryout session I think could be a could be a thing. Wait, you trying to go play for Lady Grizz? No, like like a, like a fantasy <laughs> like a fantasy camp. Like they'll they'll run us through like one of those. Uh, it'll be like an icebreaker with the media. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, well, all I know is Coulter lo- hoops too. I mean, uh, well, I I, I did. <laughs> I, 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 I need to come out of retirement. Maybe I can get yeah. reinvited down to the noon ball run once <laughs> once this thing all uh, clear. Once the uh, not a bad circumstances idea. are. All I know is one of my favorite Robin Selvig stories was once upon a time, and I think this was around. Uh, late 90s, 97, 98, uh, a couple media guys around here decided they wanted to challenge Lady Grizz to a game. And uh, it was like seven of the top sports media guys in town versus the Lady Grizz. And they were all talking smack, and they had bets laid down at various bars around town, and yada, yada, yada. Well, these guys lost. I believe the final score was 89 to 47. So I'm not so sure I'm trying to subject myself oh, to any man. of that. I don't need a blown Achilles. No, no, no. Not playing against. I'm just saying, like, he, like coach could run run us through some, some oh, drills. I see. And I said, stuff. oh, we're going to do a Lady Grizz practice. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I need yeah. about six months of uh, preseason yeah. conditioning <laughs> yeah. before we get to we, that point. Yeah, I don't know. I, we've had we've had fun the last two weeks, but Nate Harris did ball handling last week, and this week's Jordan. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just testing. I'm like, who's doing who, who's doing what? This week has been. I'll tell you what, Jordan beats him up. Jordan beats <laughs> yeah. him up. She's pushing. Well, yeah, come on out. You're welcome <laughs> to handle the ball. Two balls. They'll be pushing on you. Make it. Yeah, it's not as she's been on a great job with it. It's been funny. I give Nate a hard time. I'm like, dude, look at this. She's out here. She's a forward. You're supposed to be a guard. What are you talking? Look at what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Brian Holzinger joining us at CSP. Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. We do this each and every Wednesday here at the 5 o'clock hour and then replay the interview during the noon hour each Thursday as well on 1029 ESPN Missoula. And Coach, thanks for spending so much time, man. It's good having you in here. It's fantastic. I appreciate it. I always like to do this kind of stuff. This, I'm a big sports guy in general. I'm, I, you know, I haven't had a lot of time to watch or do anything actually from the world of sports sure. perspective just because I've been so busy. Priorities, right? Priorities. That's right. But um, it's fun to be here. I appreciate it. We're going to talk more hoops. We're also going to talk some baseball on the other side. No pressure. Maybe Coach will stay around. We'll see. He's he's a busy guy, though, so no promises. But either way, keep it right here. ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's new on as now. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Never heard of it. <laughs> you guys are such uncultured swine. <laughs> you want us now? One hundred and two to ESPN Missoula. Stay by TV. Like, you got Toy Story lines right now. What do you got? 
Oh, I thought you. I thought Tommy was making a face. He, he is making a face. <laughs> we can't hear you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Juanes Now, the greatest place for Bruce Springsteen music, as well as talk sports radio all around the great state of Montana. 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Brian Holsinger joined us here at the top of the hour. That was fun. The ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, breakfast, lunch, dinner, two happy hours. It's a great place to spend time with your family, your friends, your neighbors, or anybody in between. Head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. What do you want to do? You want to talk baseball? You want to talk NBA? I can go on a little baseball rant real quick. Okay, let's talk about baseball. Because you, you were texting me. I'm not very familiar with what you were texting me. About because you know I can break I'll, spare, it. I'll spare you the details. Yeah, I can break I, it I've been I've been literally out more outside of society for the last thirty six hours than I've ever been in my entire media life because of my uh, rapid and uh, uh, brief illness. So you you tell me, fill me in. Okay, so the White Sox were just destroying the Minnesota Twins. Right, it was like fifteen to four, and so the Twins put in a position player, and you got to watch the highlight because um, if you're a fan of uh, of hefty. Baseball players, which I am. It's fun Five to watch one. those guys. Well, they put in Williams Astudio, okay. who is, uh, his nickname is La Tortuga, the tur- the tortoise, the turtle. <laughs> oh, La Tortuga. And he's like 5'9", like 270. Let's go. And he goes in and he threw, it was a 3-0 count, and he threw like a 47-mile-an-hour blooper to Yermin Mercedes, who is a rookie for the White Sox, who is about... 5, 10, 300 pounds. Okay. Big boy. And he jacks the 3-0 pitch for a home run. After the game, Tony La Russa said that it was a mistake. He shouldn't have done it. He did say that they gave him the take sign and he ignored it. But he's like, there's no place in baseball for swinging 3-0 when you're up that big. And then the Twins threw at him the next game. And La Russa said, I don't blame the Twins for doing that. Didn't take, didn't, Ooh. yeah, did not back his uh, his own player. And it's it's you know, spark quite the controversy, but kind of with the the old the old guard, the old school versus the the new school and the unwritten rules and blah blah blah. So that's been kind of interesting. And we also had our uh, fifth no hitter of the season when Crazy. Spencer Turnbull, who had a ten and twenty five career record, <laughs> I mean, no hit the Seattle Mariners for the second time. This is the second time the, the Mariners, Mariners got no, no hit, hit in right. a month. And uh, has, so, has a team ever been no hit twice in a year? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the Indians have. Okay. So, but not what's the last time a team got no hit twice in a month? I don't know. Well, the Indians got have no got no hit twice this year oh by themselves as well. Gosh. Um, so it's <laughs> so there's kind of two amazing. things like so there's been more baseball talk in national sports talk radio than than normal at this time of year. Talking about one, kind of the unwritten rules and like the new guard old guard. And then two, like is all of are all these no hitters and because the batting average in baseball is down to like I think 236 is the average, um, you know, batting average aggregate across the league. And there's just more strikeouts, less hits, not as much action. Yeah. And so a lot of the conversation has been like, is this good for baseball? Is it bad for baseball? And also, what do we think of like the unwritten rules and and things like that? So it's just been a a very interesting landscape in baseball in the last 48 hours. Um, Curious on just like your thoughts on some of it. Some of the, the unwritten rules of baseball, I think, are dumb. I think that I think that if a pitch is being thrown, 
then there, there should be a reasonable expectation that the person at the plate is going to swing at that pitch. Yeah, in what other sport are you told to, like, not try? That's what I'm saying. Or, like, quit. You know you what I mean? you're at the plate and you're getting thrown a pitch, there should be well, a reasonable expectation then, you're going to swing. And then the other thing, like, he hits a home run, he's going to go into arbitration, and all of those stats are going to matter. 100%. For a lot of money. For a lot of money. Down the line. 100%. So, like... You know, and if you're going to complain, then don't throw a position player on the mound because you're trying to save an arm. You know, like exactly, it's stupid. Exactly. But then I also think though, because the so I think that it's stupid to expect the guy to take the three zero pitch. But if the team that felt slighted then throws at that player in the next game, I don't think that's out of bounds. If you feel slighted. That's that's part that's part of the game. I, I know I'm probably in the minority on that. I don't want guys getting ear holed or anything like that, but. Put one right between his shoulder blades, take it like a man, and, and everybody's good. And let's just clear the air like that. But in terms of the broad issues here with baseball, my biggest criticism of the evolution of the game, it's not as specific as analytics and all these numbers have ruined it. To me, it's more broad than that. The most organic part about baseball was just the the guys that were just the pure hitters. The guys that it wasn't about, oh, I'm going to only swing at pitches in this zone because this is where my batting average is the highest and yada, yada, yada. There's, I mean, Tony Gwynn is a great example, man. Tony Gwynn was not pouring over tape like these guys are now. I mean, I'm sure he was watching a little bit of film or whatever, but Tony Gwynn was just getting up there and hitting the ball. And when it was time to hit the ball, you just hit the ball. If you need to hit it the other way, you hit it the other way no matter what it is. But, you know, Barry, I mean, from Roberto Clemente through Vladimir Guerrero through guys just used to get up there. It was it just used to be about, okay, pitcher versus hitter. Let's just do it instead of all these different analytics and we're going to pitch him there. And I, you look at now, most guys have pretty similar swings, right? Like there was, there's no, no, there's no authenticity to the game where it used to be all of the guys had different swings. There's all sorts of guys that had funky swings and weird swings, yet they just get up there and hit it and they could be Hall of Famers. So I think that element, it takes away from the characters that can exist in baseball. I think that's part of the problem with the game. Yeah, I, I hate all of the the strikeouts and, and right. not putting the ball in play. Um, I, but I don't think though that like, let's say if everybody was hitting two sixty instead of two thirty six, like sure. I don't think that's going to get a whole lot of viewers. I think baseball has a lot to do as far as marketing and TV streaming. Like the fact that like I can't watch the Mariners here. Because I don't have oh, cable, dude, is so dumb. Why are they blacking out games? Exactly, in it is We're so nine hours yeah, away from it is, Seattle. It is so stupid. So like the Padres play the Mariners this weekend, and I'm not gonna be able to watch the games. Like that is a is an issue. And also it's like just bad business, really. Why would you not want people in a secondary market to watch your games? It's and, just bad business. And the fact that like you know Mike Trout could probably walk down downtown Missoula and really not get recognized by. Most of the people like that's another issue, and so I, yeah, baseball has a lot of uh, you know marketing issues and how they're going about trying to get fans. Let alone now that the issues kind of with the game itself, um, which is it's just kind of sad because as a huge baseball guy, uh, it's 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 been tough. Stephen Curry versus LeBron James. Is this the best NBA playing game of all time? Well, duh, it is. It's one of the first ones. We'll give you all the things to watch tonight and more. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Hornets Pacers better. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Wednesday evening when you're coming home with little David Byrd and little Talking Heads. This is my favorite Talking Heads song. Thank you very much, Tommy. Welcome back. Nuanas now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana TV. SWX Montana Sports Director Sean Rainey in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas. Missed anything in the show? Awesome show today. Thanks so much to all our great guests for swinging by. Heard from Taylor Housewright. He's the offensive coordinator at Montana State. We heard from Megan McGrath. She's a star shortstop for the University of Montana softball team. And happy to be joined in studio for the first time by Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz's new head coach, to talk all things college hoops. Appreciate him for swinging by for our ESPN roundtable as well. About oh, less than 10 minutes out, we're going to take you to the first of two NBA playoff games we have for you on ESPN Radio tonight, um, as well as, uh, well, I, excuse me, it's it's on ESPN Television as well, but we'll, we'll have them here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. The Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs, the ninth versus 10th place game in the West. That's underway right now. The Grizzlies up 10-4, about nine minutes to go in the first quarter. The Lakers and Warriors game, which is definitely the marquee matchup of this play-in round, will be featured a little later on, 8 p.m., Mountain Standard Time is the tip-off for that. By the way, you can find all the stuff you missed in the first hour of the show via the podcast, which is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. First of all, Rainey, it's crazy to me, and I know that there's been a massive amount of roster overturn, and the abrupt retirement of Lamarcus Aldridge hurts him as well. But it's just sort of nuts to me that the San Antonio Spurs, I mean, it was like death taxes and the Spurs in the playoffs for our, like our lifetime. Basically, since Tim Duncan got drafted number one overall in 1997, the Spurs are just in the playoffs. It's, it's just what it was. And now they've just been sort of stuck in ninth or tenth place for the last couple of years. It's Even though I know there's been a lot of overturn, it's just crazy to see the Spurs in this position. So it kind of happens when that when those pillars leave for like, sure of, of a dunk. You know, like right. it, I was listening to the radio today. Somebody was like kind of comparing them to the Patriots. Like when Brady left, it's like when you when you have that like pillar of that Tim Duncan that right. was there for so long and then right. You know, it just it was just never been the same since he since I mean, he left. The Miami Dolphins know? have never been good since Dan Marino retired, right? Yeah. 
That's why the Packers are such a unique situation because they got rid of Brett Favre. Or I guess Brett Favre got rid of them, and they just had another guy waiting in the wings. Which is also maybe irrationally why they think the love situation will work out because they're like, sure. oh, it worked out beforehand, so it'll work out again when that it doesn't happen that way, like very often at all. All that said, I think it would be way better for the NBA if the Memphis Grizzlies win this game because, first of all, I think the Grizzlies are way better than the Spurs. More exciting. And they're more exciting. And I, I just I think that Ja Morant is one of the special young players in the league. I know the people that know, know, but I think he's still sort of trying to really break through into that fully, you know, like pop culture. Like, people, just every everyday people know the superstars in the NBA. They don't quite know Ja Morant yet, but they will. This could be a great opportunity for him. Yeah, this is when he, I mean, if the Lakers beat the Warriors. Yep. That would be good for the NBA, and then the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. Right. In an exciting Steph versus John Morant matchup. That would be fun. For sure. That could be a lot of fun. And this play-in, I don't know about it. Um, It's kind of, obviously, with the Western side and the Lakers being banged up and the Warriors being banged up, this is just, it kind of happened this way. Um, But normally, I don't know if I'm a a fan of this play-in. Do you like the play-in idea? I don't really know, man. I think it's all just a grasp for more eyes on the TV and more ratings and all that stuff. Here, here's my thought is that we were talking structural changes to the NBA playoffs. If, you're, if, you, if your NBA playoff series are all seven-game series, the, the quote-unquote worst team, the quote-unquote underdog, has like a 10% chance of winning. Agreed. In a seven-game series, the better team's going to almost always win. Yeah, that's why the whole debate on what's harder, like the NFL playoffs or the NBA playoffs, it's like... Yeah, it's harder for the favorites to win in the NFL because it's one game and you're sure. and you're out. But it's way harder for the underdogs in the NBA because you cannot beat a good, the better team in a seven game uh, series very often. I don't think we've ever even seen a seven or an eight seed get past the second round, right? They might have won. I, I, I think, think they've so. only won a couple times, even in Twice, the first round, yeah, and then never in the second round. So, regardless, big show tomorrow. We'll be back 4 p.m. Dylan Rollins, Missoula Central, going to join us for our senior spotlight, as well as champion javelin thrower Carly Bond Heater and new voice of the palace. Jeff Sadford. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. on tonight, ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.